Welcome to uh, Philippians 4, TYB on the Run. So excited to read this scripture over you and then kind of unpackage it together. TYB on the Run is all about getting the Word of God to you, no matter what you are doing, to give you your Bible blast for the day. So let's jump into Philippians 4. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with you, dear, and I plead with Syntec to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learnt to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Oh, this is the final chapter of Philippians, such an incredible book of Paul in prison, talking about the power of thinking and the power of just staying, having that joy resonate in us and that joy resonate in our thoughts. Now, I have to say there's so much I want to get through here, so let's jump in. I love the fact here that we've been talking in Philippians models. There are models to follow and models to reject. Now, we know that Philippians 2 had Christ as the model, the pinnacle model to follow, of course, and then the human examples of that were Timothy and Epaphroditus. He then in Philippians 3 used himself as an example of the models to follow. And he talked about, you know, being circumcised on the eighth day and a Hebrew of Hebrew. And then he says, join together in following my example. And he actually physically literally says, guys, follow me, follow how I am living for Christ. I'm in prison, but I'm still rejoicing. Now in chapter four, we have 
the models to reject. And unfortunately, these two women, how awkward is this being these two women that get pulled up in the letter of Philippians? I plead with Eudea and I plead with Syntec to be the same, to be of the same mind in the Lord. So again, we've got this mind. Again, he's saying, guys, your actions will follow your good thinking. And he's saying, if you've got a bad attitude about other people, then deal with your thinking. Have the same humility as Christ had in his mind. And he's saying, these women don't have the same humility that Christ had. And he names them. And then he says, look, They were once good and now they're bad, but pretty much take them as a bad example of how not to act, which is so awkward. And I can't wait to get to heaven to meet these poor ladies. Um, And so what happened? Then he says this incredible scripture where you know where he is. He's under house arrest and you can imagine Paul under house arrest. I mean, Paul is passionate for the call of God. Every second counts and now he is stuck. And this is why he's writing these letters, guys, because he's writing these letters because he can't get out. He has to get the message out no matter where he is. And so he says in 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Now, guys, can I read this over you in full? Because I have heard people pull this out and you probably know what this scripture, parts of this scripture are. But the thing about knowing part of the scripture is, you don't know the key to the scripture. It's like in James where it says, you know, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Everybody says resist the devil and he will flee and forgets the submission to God, which is the key to the whole verse. Now, again, here, let me read it over you. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. What we do is we jump in and we want this, you know, do not be anxious about anything in prayer and make your request. And we know that scripture off by heart, but that scripture remains in this context. What does that mean? Rejoicing in the Lord always is the first step to not being anxious. (laughs) It's not, it says, do not be anxious. It's not the prayer and petition. That's not the only thing about not being anxious. The first key to not being anxious is what Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, secondly, let your gentleness be evident to all. What does that mean? Get out of your own head and think about others. And then he says, the Lord is near. I love this. First step, rejoice in the Lord always. Second step, be gentle. Third step, know that the Lord is near. And then fourth, don't be anxious. And he's out of this, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. The thanksgiving comes from the rejoicing. It's the, the don't being, you're not anxious and you're praying and you've got thanksgiving in your heart because the key to that is rejoicing in the Lord always. And then he says, the peace of God transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. Again, he's talking about the mind, which he's unpackaged in this whole scripture. And then it doesn't stop there. We're rejoicing. We're rejoicing because 
we're gentle to others and we're rejoicing because why? The Lord is near. And then he says, don't be anxious. Pray about it with thanksgiving because out of that abundance of joy and knowing that God is with you and being gentle to others, your anxiety is almost overtaken with this thanksgiving and this guarding your heart and your mind. And I love this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, think about such things. This is all part of overcoming the anxiety. This is all part of of living this stable Christian life. Whatever you have learned, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Oh my gosh, I love this level upon level upon level of living your life with the mind of Christ, rejoicing, being gentle to others. The Lord is near, having that beautiful sense of God is with us, not being anxious because we're praying and we're letting God know our requests. And that joy is just bubbling up in our prayer life, focusing. And that I love this. It says, and the peace of God transcending all understanding, guarding our hearts and our minds. Where does that peace come from? The joy. Where does that peace come from? Knowing that God is with you. And I love this. And then it says, focus on this, focus on the good things. And as you focus on the good things, put them into practice and God of peace will be with you. Can you feel that when you really read your Bible in the context of how you're supposed to read your Bible, it's not just pulling out one key verse, but it's built upon precepts upon, Paul is going to be so disappointed that you know one verse of a precept of of all these beautiful depths of the word of God that he wanted you to know. And that whole section is delving into this Christian life of living out of joy, out of peace, out of having this joy of the Lord filling us. And I absolutely love it, as I always say. And then he says, talks about um, being content. Now, let me read this to you because it's hard to be content in all circumstances. And I don't know about you, but I really studied this scripture because I find it very hard to be content in all circumstances. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. So he's talking about um, giving. And he's saying, guys, don't worry about me. I don't need your gifts. I'm, I've learned to be content in all circumstances, but I'm so glad you did give. And I'm so glad not for me, but for you. And so he, then he, in this context, he says this, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. The key word in that, learnt. He had to learn to be content. We have to learn to be content. And how do we learn to be content? Jump back into 4-4. We rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. When do we rejoice? Always. Is there any opportunity not to rejoice? No, we rejoice in the Lord always. This is how Paul remains content. We And then he keeps going. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And he's saying the strength of Christ, being able to have that joy. All of Philippians leads to this point. He's basically saying, I have just given you how I have learned to be content. And this is how I know. And it says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. I've learned to be content in all circumstances. I rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is, I know that the God is near me. 
I'm, I'm not anxious in any situation because I pray and I give thanks to God and I focus on good things. Oh my gosh, there's so much in these verses, and I'm getting overwhelmed because I'm just so excited about keeping this content. We've got to learn to be content and read Philippians if, if you want to learn to be content. Now, he then keeps going and he talks about this beautiful offering. And I know you probably heard this scripture um, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Don't you love finding scriptures that you know off by heart? And you're like, is that where that is? And Paul is talking about these beautiful Philippian church. Now, again, remember, it's a letter of friendship. So it's a letter of commitment. It's a letter of financial partnership. And he, he starts it with financial partnership. Thank you so much for, you know, I pray I always pray with joy because of your partnership. And he finishes it with the partnership. And he says, thank you so much for the finances. How do we know he's thanking for finances? Because he says, thank you so much for sending Epaphroditus with the money. I appreciate it. This is his thank you letter for the money that Epaphroditus sent. And how do I know that? It says, I love this, um, um, talks about the Macedonian church for even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. Um, he says, I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent. Oh my gosh. I hope you have loved studying Philippians as much as I have loved delving into Philippians with you. This is an incredible book about having the mindset of Christ, models to follow, models to reject. And in these models to follow uh, is this beautiful, generous church. Nothing has gone wrong in the relationship between the church in Philippi and Paul. It's a beautiful, generous church with a beautiful pastoral letter. And he says, guys, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Today, guys, know that the word of God is a solid foundation and we can rejoice in the Lord always. Happiness is an emotion that is temporary. Joy is is a foundation that is stable. And that's how Paul can be in prison writing this letter. 19 times he says rejoice and joy because he has learnt to be content. And I pray, guys, that as Christians we learn to be content, whether we have lack, whether we have needs, whether we have flourishing blessing or not, that Christ is with us. And I pray today that as you have studied this scripture, that let the word of God wash over you. And, and I, I'm going to read this over you to finish. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. TYB on the run, don't focus on the negative. Don't focus on the things that are going wrong. Paul says, let your mind be in joy in all circumstances by thinking on these things. And he says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I pray that the God of peace will be over your heart and mind as we've studied Philippians and love that you have loved this book of wrestling with joy in adversity. Be blessed, TYB.